Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Hey, let's go. There's going to be a lot of traffic on the way to the game. Ah, uh, don't worry. I got Bruins plates. People get out of our way. Au revoir. Have a good game. Great plates. I want them too. Are you even going up to dry? Andrew Raycroft, former Bruins goalie, NHL goalie, Nesson analyst here with Gresham Keefe on the WEI Sports Radio Network. And, of course, on the Odyssey app and at WEEI.com. Are you haunted by that commercial, Andrew Raycroft? <laughs> oh, no. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a proud body of work I have right there. That goes on all the real. That's, uh, that's an Emmy Award-winning commercial. That, that's a big deal. That is fantastic stuff. The Bruins have been fantastic, especially since the trade deadline. To your trained eye, Andrew Raycroft, what jumps out to you about this streak that the Bruins are on? Well, it's sustainable, first and foremost. So the additions they made, the additions that Don Sweeney made, hit the nail on the head. It addressed the issue on the left side of the defense. It addressed the second line wing. And then the fourth line, it gives them an identity with Lazar back there. So, it's certainly the four games, five games they've played since the deadline. They can continue this. This looks like the Bruins team we saw win a President's Cup last year, go to the Stanley Cup Finals two seasons ago. It's exciting to watch them play, and it looks as though they've gotten a lot of energy and gotten through the grind of this 56-game COVID season. Andrew, do you feel like the secondary scoring, meaning anything other than the the top line or I guess even the power play, do you feel like it's in a better position now than it has been maybe in any of the past three or four seasons? I do believe it is. Taylor Hall is a former MVP, and I know he struggled last this season, and there's you know his playoff record hasn't played in the playoffs a lot, been on bad teams. Can he fit with this team? And it looks as though he can. He's going to continue to try and figure it out. I don't think they're at 100% yet. But you see what he can bring with his speed through the neutral zone, what Craig Smith is bringing to this team now, what we expected. He seems to have found a real comfort zone with David Krejci. And just with this team in general, I think he feels comfortable in his skin. He's getting to the, the middle of the ice and shooting the pucks. And then, like I said, that fourth line, to be able to roll them out and play 13 minutes, they've really... They've tried a lot of people there. They've tried a lot of young guys, given a lot of young guys opportunity, but to bring in and have those three veteran guys who have, have great pedigrees, who have played a lot of NHL hockey, and be able to put them out in all situations, I believe changes the dynamic of the forward group. Andrew Raycroft, Nesson Analyst, Aggression Keefe here on the WEI Sports Radio Network. Neophytes like me will say, wow, David Krejci looks great. That Taylor Hall must have made a difference. What's going on on that second line, Andrew, to someone like you where you could really pinpoint, okay, here's why David Krejci has woke up because Taylor Hall's beside him. 
Sure, and I think David's been, you know, he's had great stretches through, you know, prior to a little bit of a slump before the deadline. He had eight points in five games. You know, he wasn't scoring, but he was, he had a lot of primary assists, getting pucks to the guys that were scoring. So, David Krejci, just his hockey sense is through the roof, his ability to, to find guys. Now, what changes a little bit is the amount of space that Taylor Hall and even Craig Smith can provide him. We saw it the other day where Taylor Hall's flying through the neutral zone. They have a great breakout. They go 160 feet in three seconds. And what that does is it pushes the D back of the opposition. And when that, with Taylor Hall's speed through the neutral zone, he can now find David Krejci. David Krejci has more space because the D's getting pushed back with the speed that his wingers are providing. And we saw David Krejci in 11 and 13 with Nathan Horton, Milan Lucic. Those guys found space for him physically, you know, just beating people down. This is a little bit different, a little new age hockey where they can use their speed, push the D back, and then David Krejci can get in behind and find space that way. And if he has a little bit more time and space, the puck's going to find the, the, the guys on the stick. Between injuries and COVID, we've had a chance to see four goalies this year for the Bruins. And based on the contract status of both Tuca and Halak, do you think there's any way that next year Swayman and Vlader are the only guys on the roster? Or are they going to have to have a veteran to go with one of those two young guys? i got to believe they'll have a veteran. And I, I, in my Opinion, best-case scenario is a Tukarask, Vladar, Swayman playing 60 games in a normal minor league situation where you're traveling all over the country, you're playing in buildings with people in it, you're getting adjusted to what is a real pro game. This year, it's a little different with, with only playing in your division, without media, without fans. I think it's just a little bit of a different scenario that hopefully we're getting close to the point of getting back to that other normal where all of those variables, all those intangibles you have to deal with. And I think as a younger guy, it's best to learn that and, and struggle through it at times in the minors. So I, I, gotta, I, I can't envision a scenario where it's Ladar and Swayman next year with the, the forwards they have, with the defense they have, with the push they're making. I've got to imagine they're going to do everything to keep a veteran, bring Ladar in, and Swayman can come up and down and play lots of games. Razor, I think a lot of people will just be like, ah, stop the puck. That's all I care about. But in terms of Swayman's game, what do you like? What do you not like? You played the position. Take me inside his game and some of the things that stand out to you. He's a fantastic skater. He moves around really well. His his mobility is, is up to the NHL standard, and that's first and foremost. He gets out and stops pucks. He gets on his outside edges. He moves really well. And it just comes down, I think the difference, and you can watch Tuca and, and how long he's played. You watch Yarrow, how long they've played, and you talk about experience. And what, what experience means to me is, is gaining hockey sense. And it's similar to David Krejci, his hockey sense. Goaltenders have to have a wonderful hockey sense, and, and Tuca has that. Tuca's elite hockey sense, like Sidney Crosby, Patrice Bergeron hockey sense, the way he reads plays, the way he sees it. And that's why it looks easy sometimes, and I think – for younger goalies, that's what takes the longest. That's all about reps. It's all about over and over again seeing the game, playing lots of games, different scenarios, understanding what the shooters in the NHL at the pro level want to do. So I love Swayman's maturity. I love his, his game management. I love the way he skates, and I think it's just a matter of getting reps 
and getting better, learning hockey sense a little bit more, when to challenge, when to stay deep, when there's a pass option, when it's an all-in shot option. What's a better matchup for the Bruins come playoff time? Now, they may have to play both of these teams anyway, but what's a better matchup, the Capitals or the Islanders? I believe I think it's the Islanders. If I had to pick one, I, I like I like the Bruins in any of the three options. I think the way that no other teams had to deal with the back end struggles that the Bruins have, and that's what's put them in fourth position, just a little hiccup. But by the end of this week, seven days from now, they could be in first place. And that's with those games in hand. That's with playing Buffalo five out of seven times. The Bruins have the most advantage schedule down the stretch here. So, again, I would pick the Islanders not having Anders Lee. I don't believe they have enough to offense to beat the Bruins in a seven-game series. I know the Bruins started out 0-3-2 against them to start the season, but winning the last two games pretty handily against that group, I think they've busted that confidence or that – that upper hand the Islanders would have had. So I would take the Islanders just over just because I think Washington's a little bit of a better team. You mentioned the games against Buffalo. What's worse, playing a bad hockey team three uh, three games in four days or spending almost a full week in Buffalo, <laughs> New York? <laughs> well, at least now it's not January in Buffalo. That would be you know, that has a whole other negative. To, you know, at least now you might the, there might be ice out of the water there, so they might be able to walk around downtown <laughs> at least with with a hat on. Anyways, um, so certainly it's uh, not ideal. The other thing I, I I actually saw a couple of guys they have to stay in the hotel. Anyways, they can't go out to day, like basically right. everywhere they go is Buffalo, oh. even if they're in Manhattan because <laughs> they can't Buffalo. leave the hotel. Oh my god, that's that sounds that's right. how, well. Just get six points and make everybody what happy. Think, what do you think they're doing? Do they have they told you that, like? Does anybody bring video games with them? Or they, I mean, they got to be sick right. of talking to each other. Yeah, they are sick of everyone. The, the, it's, it's straight Netflix, FaceTiming yeah. friends, and like, yeah. and then going down to the conference room to to have the same meal they've had forty eight times already this year. So, <laughs> nice. it's a bit of a grind. Bit of a grind. Rubber chicken and pasta, baby. It's <laughs> it's what champions are made of. Andrew Raycroft, Nesson analyst. Hey, Razor, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. You got it, guys. Enjoy. There Thanks, you Andrew. go. There goes Andrew Raycroft.